4: Okay, open your hearts, loosen your butts, it's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this
3: podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situations, and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text, sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu, They gonna talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's tough, uh, uh,
1: and welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I am Naomi. We are a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, in in quarantine, quarantine. we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners. We are here on the couch. Mabel next to us, her head in a cone so she doesn't pull her little stitches out.
0: She's doing good, you guys. She's healing well. She doesn't even realize she's sick. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, she just is jumping and dodging and trying to steal the cat's food. So that's beautiful. Um Andy and I haven't slept in about 9 years. So the energy's <laughs> a little low, but yeah, we're are. happy to be with you and happy to be talking to you right now. Yeah, we are recording this on uh, uh quarantine day 362. <laughs> day 362. I will also say it is 1 day before our 11 year anniversary. Yeah. Andy and I have been together 11, 11 magical 11 years. 11 years. Can you imagine? 311, 11 years? Oof. 11 on the 11 11 on the 11th this is huge can you imagine it's also like given what 2020 was in a way we've been together 20 years
1: <laughs> it's like hey could you think about what we've been through this last year 200 we're basically angel we're vampires <laughs> with souls
0: we are vampires with souls is that why i don't ever sleep at night <laughs> is this be. why i take naps during the day um did angel actually sleep at night you mean during the day well uh, no it seems like he was on 24 7
1: Hashtag cancel Joss Whedon.
0: <laughs> I'm talking about Angel being up 24 seven. Oh my god,
1: I'm up 24 seven. See, nope, see, that's the devil. That's the devil stopping you from talking. Autumn coughs. By the way, I'm I'm rewatching <laughs> The Simpsons. Homer gets really mean in season eleven, like cruel mean. Like it's not fun to watch him be mean to like Flanders. Well,
0: he's always been dumb, so I didn't really. Right, but like, like, but around season eleven, he got like cruel oh god can you guys hear that there is construction going on outside of our house and it's been going on all day and what's so funny to me is like now that we're all in a work from home life we gotta stop with the constructions (laughs) we gotta stop with the constructions there was a time where you could assume okay my tenants will be gone between nine and five roughly so Mm -hmm. i could just pop off yeah i could just i could just saw and sand to my heart's content now we had to work from home. Stop with the saw and sand it, you guys. I digress.
1: I no, don't. Wanna, no digression. Take the bandsaw and throw it in the trash can, pal. That's what I say. I don't need your belt sander going off between nine and five. Well, you're saying it loud now. enough for them to hear it, which is good. Yeah. What if they're like, what if some guy comes? And he's like, uh, I'm sorry. Were you? I, I couldn't help but hear. It, but were you
0: yelling at me? Oh, you could hear me over your sander? Well then. Well then. Anyway, you guys, before we get into our wonderful guest, you have already heard them. We are talking to Robbie Hoffman, hilarious God comedian damn. writer, one of our absolute faves. You've heard Robbie on the show before, well, back when we were doing the live show, and it was so great to sit down and answer questions. <laughs> Robbie has a live show every Thursday at 7 p.m., Pacific time called Robbie Hoffman consulting group. Yes. And that is where Robbie answers advice questions from people. So, you know, you might like it if you like this show. Cause, and, cause honey, Robbie pulls no punches. These answers are direct and Robbie will tell you to get it together. If you need to get it together. And
1: it is very, very funny. But when is the show Thursday, 7 PM. Great. Uh, and what did he, because we recorded, we record these in batches and we recorded this one a while ago. Yeah. Uh, before she changed the name, yeah. It used to be called something different, yes, which I, we refer to in this. I think. Oh, okay. That's why I say it.
0: Oh, yes, yes, yes. The show used to be called Dyke Vice. <laughs> yes, I, um, I did not want to say, that.
1: but uh, yes. So now is Robbie Hoffman Consulting Group. <laughs> yes. Just so, so you're not confused if you hear us reference it in the in the interview. Absolutely. But, um, uh, but Robbie's Robbie's one of my favorites because um, she has such a very specific voice. Yeah, and it gets it's it's like um. She's a lot like Eddie Pepitone in the in the sense that like uh, her her voice just gets in your head and then I start talking like her after I hear <laughs> like if I listen to Eddie, uh, if I listen to an Eddie Pepitone album one of it, some of his stand up albums or a specials like that I start talking like him I start talking like Robbie right I right can't right, help right. it she connects me Naomi right. she connects me I know. with my ancestors I know I know Robbie my can... grandparents she she basically talks like my grandparents talk. <laughs> Robbie keeps you
0: keeps you grounded and connects you to your roots, and that's beautiful. Now, before, really quickly, really quickly, uh, as always, you guys, our Twitch show is Wednesdays at 2 p.m. PST at twitch.tv slash couples therapy pod. It's a fun hour. We're trying to get away from it all. It's Honest...
1: an hour of healing. I say, with the Twitch show, we shred your dread. We shred your dread. Shred I love that. Shred your dread.
0: And then also, uh, just to let you know, I have a new podcast. Can you imagine? Oh my God, I'm not cheating on couples therapy, okay? I have room in my heart for both. And it is called I Love a Lifetime Movie, co-hosted by me and Megan Gailey. Friend of the show, friend in real life. So funny. And uh, episodes drop every Thursday. And this week's episode, I believe we talk about a movie called... I don't know something sexual and crazy. I just know it will be wild. <laughs> that was the title. <laughs> well, when I write my own lifetime movie, I think that's what it'll be. Uh, it'll be something,
1: a uh, uh, comma, something, something sexual, sexual and crazy. crazy. Yeah, 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 Actually, yeah. Out of that title, that that would draw me in.
0: <laughs> okay, you guys, enough with the plugs. Okay, it's time to listen to us and Robbie Hoffman. Roll it. Robbie Hoffman, Dyke Vice herself. <laughs> I'm the dyke who gives advice. So, Robbie, you are in Georgia
1: with a lover. Yeah. <laughs> uh, please, that was a prompt. <laughs> I want to know, like,
0: about um, what's was it? Just like you guys had to be like, you were like, "Fuck LA, let's go where there's less people." Was that kind of the impetus, or what?
4: No, her housing was was not great. Her housing kind of fell through with, like, was she going to do a lease? Was she going to do this? And her whole family, she's from Georgia, she's from Atlanta, her whole family is here. And they had another, they have this, like, lake house that nobody uses during the winter that we could quarantine. And I decided to really lean into being a lesbian this year. I bought a old van and I have outfitted the, the interior of the van with a bed and, like, A hotel on wheels, because I don't want to, I don't want to be in these airports, I don't want to be doing nothing, and I didn't know how long it would take, or, or anything, but I knew I wanted to, like, oh yeah, I'd see a park, like, i never go to a park, I'm like, what is that, these national parks, (laughs) turns out, you know it's like, I was like, well, maybe, you know, maybe it's time for the Jews to start exploring. Like I never, you know what I mean? I'm like, maybe I do take a walking stick and who knows what I do. (laughs) Um, so we did that. And so we had this van where we were kind of just living in isolation in the van going where, so we decided to drive cross country, um, and just kind of ice, you know, we're quarantining here. I use quarantine as if it's like, you know, uh, vacationing. Like, we vacation for like, we're quarantining in Georgia. <laughs> it is what it is, you know. And so we just had this opportunity to do that. Um, so we just haven't seen anyone. We had all of our own food in the cooler. I made a toilet out of a five-gallon bucket and a seat. It's not for everyone. <laughs> um, and and But we were able to get here and, and isolate here
3: mm-hmm. for at
4: least two weeks. Um, we've been here longer. We ended up not, you know... We're not as freely moving, but we're just kind of here indefinitely. Um, I'll be back at, at, at some point, but uh, yeah, it's just been, we've been really isolated here and able to have uh, her family and see them safely because my girl's dad is really old and he's one of these succession type dads. Like there's a lot going on. Like this guy is Well, like a I was going to say, so well, see, I don't need well, to come. Like Rob.
0: Yeah. Because the thing is, it's funny because the moment you said that, I was like, when you said you guys were in Georgia and I was like, Lake House, I was like, "Yes, yeah, sh- she strikes me as coming from Lake House people. You know, uh, yes. very, very Goyam, very succession energy. Yes. Well, wait, hold on. I don't know who this
1: very. person, I and also the listeners don't know who is, who is your girlfriend. Also, Who's I want to say, I want to say, very Mosaic, uh, very Moses-ish. I don't, you you having a uh, a walking, uh, walking stick, stick mm-hmm. and wandering. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, Yeah. no, I don't. She, uh, 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 I mean, yeah, she's from a very non-Jewish family. (laughs) Wasp would be the word that I use. They're Irish people. He, I mean, cocktail. Here's the thing. When I messaged you, I was like, oh, like you think you guys could do because it's four o'clock here. And then we were originally going to do it five o'clock here to your time. That's cocktail hour here, which is an observed holiday in this house. Mm -hmm. I've never seen anything like it. Clockwork. Five o'clock, the dad's got martini glass to the top, like hard liquor. There's no (laughs) issue. This is what they're doing. And I'm like, oh, I've started leaning into cocktail. I'm like, this is a tradition I want in my life, actually. This is something from the Gentiles I actually want to start doing. They relax, they they self-medicate at five o'clock, and it works for them. So this dude, I didn't want to fly here, and the Jew shows up bringing COVID. And ends this entire operation. So I've been very safe. I've been bringing those safe vibes here. But they've they just been out here almost already quarantined. Mm-hmm, already right. isolated. They do their thing. Five o'clock. It's party time here. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah so yeah. it wasn't an important reason to push the podcast. That's why I was like, <laughs> if you can, great. But if you don't have to, you know what I mean? But yeah. only this Jew would say, can we move it for cocktail hour? What do you think? <laughs>
1: Now here's a here's a question. Do you think that part of the this is in general not not talking about your uh, girlfriend's family. Do you think in general the kind of uh, that self medicating five pm cocktail hour of the wasps that are that is part of wasp culture. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's to tamp down the emotions? Do you think that is? Do you think wasp culture the coldness in general?
4: <laughs> yeah, I do. I think it's so weird. I think like in general, growing up. Poor and being like a fly on the wall because I'm white in some rich homes, and you see how these people act. It's like, yeah, they don't, they do temperament, like they really don't talk about it. Like, there are like wars in this family. The brother hasn't talked until, like, <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? It's like long standing like feuds, like, <laughs> like as you read about in these novels, that you know, like, like Shakespearean feuds, you know, which is like, if two people in my, I have nine siblings, if two people aren't talking, Schneider calls me and goes, what happened with you and shmully like it, it's like <laughs> it's right away in your face about it but i realize it's like to save themselves not only from their emotions but embarrassment like in these types of houses they don't talk about money and they don't talk about politics until this year we all were very political but um they don't talk about money and i realize the rich people don't talk about money because how it would sound if they did how immoral <laughs> It would come out. So they say it's best not to talk about money. Now Jews talk about money all the time because we have to. Especially my, I came from a poor Jewish community, which is which we don't hear about often. But we have to talk about money. It's it's like it's like what's going on. It's like nothing happens before this conversation. It's like health and money. You know they don't have to talk about money. And if they did, my God. My God. So it's the same thing with politics. Sometimes it's like a lot of the people who don't want to talk politics because how embarrassing would this stuff coming out of their mouth sound? Yeah. Now we talk about it because we're not, it's not about, we, we, you know, in my, my, my mother was like, you know, we're doing this, we're doing this. Uh, you know, nobody can stay over for uh, tonight. There's not enough. I have enough for one friend. That's it. He already called his friend. That's it. Everybody out <laughs> of my house. You know what I mean? It was just like so open because it, it was day to day. Right,
0: right. Now, you know, growing up, you know, you obviously you talk about, you know, all these siblings and then you kind of did your own thing by going to L.A., right? Like, like to, did you grow up in New yeah. York or you
1: grew up in Canada, right?
4: Yeah, I grew up in Canada and New York. I was born in New York, my early, early childhood in New York. Um, I went to school in Canada, grade school. Uh, my mother is from Canada originally. Um, so I kind of have this duality where we were like the most American family plucked as is and shoved into Canada because my parents, um, divorce was so, uh, unorthodox for lack of a better word. Um, I actually don't know another family <laughs> in which, you know, you hear most people getting out, you hear most people getting out of a community like this, a very ultra Orthodox community. And they, and they do go on their own. My mother actually had the bravery and, and divine intervention to get, she got all her kids. She got all 10 of us out of it. Um, and it's only because she's Canadian. So we had this privilege of like the Canadian government doesn't fuck with the religious courts. Like in New York, they're like dealing politically. There's yeah. all these like things in the religious world. The religious court said this and the federal, the state court said this. They're like, what? It's, it's a fake court. It's, it's not court. Like, it's not a thing. Canada, like to Canada, it's like there's 10 Canadian kids potentially living in peril. Get them here. So, um, so I, yeah, so I did my own thing then coming back to the U S actually, most of my Mm -hmm. family is still in Canada. My dad did live in California. My dad is from California. He's originally from San Diego. Um, and he always lived in California and I always have this longing to be with my dad. I always like, he was like the cool one and whatever. And you grow up and you realize not so cool, but (laughs) you know, I always, I always did want to get back and, um, and I did find my way back, but it was through comedy and I didn't know. It wasn't necessarily a plan. It's that I got a job that was also in California. and I was like, wow, great. Um, but yeah, we grew up. It's so funny. No matter where I grew up, like as a kid, like we were in Canada, we were the most American kids you could be. I mean, my house was USA, USA. <laughs> and then when I'm, in, when I'm in America, it's like everybody points out I'm Canadian. I'm always the other thing. Where I'm not kind of thing, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, having
0: all those siblings, you, you're someone, correct me if I'm wrong. Again, I haven't known you that long, but you know, I feel you in my heart for a full uh, lifetime. Oh, literally. Um, but I think of you as someone who's always in a relationship. And to me, I assume that also has to do with growing up. Like you're, all, you're used to having someone around, you know, and being with people. I don't like
4: to be alone. I'm going to be honest, okay? Some this, my girl now, we were talking about like, oh, she likes alone time it's like i'll do it but i don't really understand it like my whole thing is like it's like i never had my own. i shared a room with with my sisters my older two sisters kicked me out of them one day i came home from school and my little pink cot with all my stuff on it was just outside the room they're like yeah we're not living with babies anymore we moved you and i'm like ma and my mother's like you're with the cribs and i had to like move in i'm the middle girl and obviously boys and girls don't share a room very heteronormative lifestyle but um I have a sister four years older, a sister five years older, the cool kids. That's who I wanted to be with. Mm-hmm. And then it's all boys, and then me, and then boys, and then two more girls. So then it was like, and they're babies. So then i, I like, at like eight, I'm moving in with freaking babies. <laughs> and, and I always stop with them, and I really believe that like it's so important for another child, even if you have the space, to talk to another child. In the evening, to have your debrief, lights out, that type of chat. That I eventually got my own room as people moved out. When I was 16, I had one year of my own room, and then I moved out at 17. But I had one year of my own room. But this room became, and I moved in the room. And I right away, the first night, I went back to my old room. I was like, Debbie, do you want to sleep with me? My little sister. Called. Like, I could not. I was just petrified. Like, what are we? What? Like, I'm like, okay, I'll sleep with the door open. Like, it, you know, and so she came. So I think that I I don't need this alone time. I will do it as is culturally normal now. Um, but, you know, we grew up in a three bedroom with 12 people and... My great uncle Ed and a cat, like H dress <laughs> okay, is not something is, I Okay, do. Like, yeah, this is like 1920s. Yeah, I, exactly. Is, that's all I was thinking it was like, this
1: is ni- this is like like the original wave yeah. of Jewish immigrants coming. This is like my grandparents' yeah. generation, like my grandparents, li- you know, living in the Bronx, you know, like this well, is- Well, this like, is it.
4: Yeah. I, I grew up, I have, I relate to people, people like- oh, my grandparents loved you. I'm like, you better believe they love me. It's me, them. <laughs> like, this is time traveler's wife. Like, like I grew up closer. I always relate more to an experience of maybe somebody's grandparents or even their parents, depending on how old. Um, because my parents, for instance, like we have this helicopter parenting or the stuff that we see where everybody's involved with. But like, I grew up, Like your grandparents, my parents were very largely indifferent to to me. Uh, They were not involved. Like, it's kind of like, you know, you're doing your thing, we're doing our thing. Uh It's like, it wasn't, there's no involvement. People think, like, they think the overbearing Jewish mother, that's a new concept. Yes. Yes. I had a mother who was like, get out of here. Like, (laughs) What? You know, and so I do feel like we came, and especially when we moved to Canada, it felt like we were in this all this long garb. We were still religious. People think you go to Canada, it's like, okay, you're not religious. Like, I was kosher till 19. It's a transition, you know, (laughs) but instead of from female to male, it's from this ultra-Orthodox to this, you know, secular lifestyle. But I do feel like I had more of that upbringing. For instance, when we moved to Canada in the middle of the year, it was like a February, my grandfather... Told my great uncle his brother. He's like, I'm bringing Connie and the kids. as, you know, figure it out. Like he just moved 11 people into this man's house. Like my great uncle just took 11 people in at like 65. Like just fiddly d. Like 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 he's just like living with now 10 children, teenagers and children, and like living his own damn life. That he, my mother was breaking up fights with me and my great uncle Eddie. There was one TV. And we were excited about the TV and my great uncle would be like wanting to watch, he's like, but it's women's tennis. And my mother would be like, okay, Eddie gets the TV. Eddie gets to do the, how long is the tennis? Well, all day is unreasonable, Eddie. All day is unreasonable. You can watch one tennis and then give it to them. Like, it was just like, it became, that's just, you know, so I don't treat even old people like old people. To me, they're my peers. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah
1: yeah, 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 yeah. By the way, Kosher Till 19 is a great name for an album. <laughs> Thank you. Whether it's like you. the Jewish Taylor Swift <laughs> or...
4: Thank you. Yes, exactly. I broke it on an Egg McMuffin McDonald's. All I wanted as a kid was a nugget. And, you know, because the non-Jewish kids always have McDonald's after school and they put it in the mm. little house box. Yep. That house box, drove me nuts. And all I just wanted, and, the, and I always heard of McDonald's breakfast. This McDonald's breakfast, like a restaurant with breakfast. We also never went to restaurants because right. there, there weren't really kosher restaurants. And now there are, but they're horrific, I'm sure. Um, and, and so I broke out on Egg McMuffin. Uh, after an exam one morning, I was just starving. I walked into the McDonald's, I ordered McMuffin with bacon, and I had one every single day for a month. It was like the best thing. <laughs> I ended ton? up working at McDonald's. My first, One of my first summer jobs was McDonald's for four months, and I ate there twice a day, every day, for four months, and I have no regrets. No regrets. No. It was delicious. No. We got half no. off. I mean, who's passing no. a deal? <laughs> oh, it's a ha- and free soda. as much <laughs> soda. Every day I left work. Every day I left work with the two extra large sodas like this. I would fill them up <coughs> and put them in my fridge. Well, sodas, parve
1: Parv, right? Yeah. Um, my grandmother was kosher. And I just remember, like, I, I didn't really put it two and two together, but I remember, like, I guess she never went to restaurants. And I yeah. remember one time we went to, like, a funeral because we were constantly going to funerals because that's what it is to be. Uh, Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, we had to stop at a... Re- like, we were starving. Because this was like... For whatever reason, all everyone in my family bought plots in New Jersey. Even though my family's oh, yeah. from New York and we lived in Pennsylvania. So we were constantly going to New Jersey for funerals. Okay. okay. And we had to go to a restaurant and she just got, like, plain noodles. Oh. Uh, that was all... Yes. That was the closest thing she could get.
4: Oh. I used to do that with... I used to do that with friends like because I was and I went to a Jewish like a conservative Jewish school we still did that but they were less religious than I was at my home you know we were still pretty religious and it was like some things like kosher were like the longest to shake for some reason um and I would go and have to order like and this is like the first time I broke my kosherness I brought it back to the cafeteria at the school that I was going to I went to Dawson College. It's between university and high school. It only exists in Quebec. It's insane. Um, and I brought it back and I unwrapped it. And I remember my friend Ronnie. Shout out to Ronnie, a successful lawyer. Now it's not nothing. Um, he he comes at me now he's like a jew but he's like the jews that we know now like he's kind of traditional like does the holidays but not much and he comes to me suddenly every jew who's not done anything their whole life on passover is kosher for besa you know i can't eat bread they never do anything the whole year they don't do nothing they're like oh you know i can't have bread for eight days okay now it happened to be passover that it broke my kosherness but to me there was no once i was breaking it i'm breaking it right. there's no thing so he comes to me. He's like, "I can't believe you're gonna eat that in front of all of us. That you're going I'm like, "Have you lost your goddamn mind, Ron? I want you to go look behind that counter and see if your mind is there. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know what I have had to do every birthday party, everything? Because these, when you get to be 16, 17, 18, you're starting to go to restaurants for the first time.
1: Yeah,
4: you're doing a nine o'clock sit down, a late Whoa. din." Okay, I was going to order a garden salad, no dressing, oh. leaves, <laughs> leaves, with carrot shavings, carrot like shavings. you're a cow. No. Okay, and he's going to come and tell me, who's been kosher. I just snap, everybody let me alone, and I <laughs> ate alone for like a month. <laughs> like, okay, but Robbie,
0: like when you say that to, you know, you also strike me as somebody who is, has always been confident and like the way that you could even snap back at 19 and be like, leave me the fuck alone. I'm like, of course, yeah. that sounds very right from the person who I've seen on stage. Um, but at the same time, and I mean, obviously correct, like you growing up in a conservative religion that was kind of like behave in a very specific way, were you always as confident? Do you know what I mean? Like, was there any process of unlearning or yeah, were you always no, like, nope. I think what
4: sh- I think I was always me, but trying to suppress it at different points in my life. Now I try and lean into being the most me and it's the best feeling to feel more me than less me. But I think what shaped me the most was actually being a poor Jew. And then I got up to Montreal and I went to this private school this Jewish school where it was pay what you can, but most people paid the tuition. And I was one of the only kids. They reminded you constantly that you were on subsidy in many ways. And it was seeing all these rich Jews and feeling inadequate, feeling like, first of all, the luck, the sheer luck of being born. Like I got out of my mother's vagina, looked up, and I'm like, God damn, like how... What kind of, a poor Jew? I never even heard of it. I never even heard of it. How do you have this luck? I was like, we had so many, like, we're, we're so close. Like, it felt like a Jew from 60 years ago. Everybody would have been born like me. But we would made strides since, but my family didn't catch on to it. So it felt like I was constantly um, poked at for being poor. And in fact, on a grad weekend, this very big bully... Um, so the grad weekend, this is a long story. I'm telling you, whatever grad weekend, you have to give a $200 deposit. We were all going up to this ski resort that was not far from the city. It's like two hours away. Everyone's got to give the deposit, but you get the deposit back. If the room is clean, if the hotel room is clean at the end. Now, if I did not return home with this deposit, like there's no home. There's no, there's no home. Like I, I convinced my mother somehow to write this check, but I told you you're getting this exact paper back. It's just the formality. Okay. Grad weekend goes off out of hitch. I give a hand job and a and a hot tub. It's a good time. Okay? I'm killing it. Okay? I got this polka dot bikini. I wore it the whole time. I loved it. Okay. Suddenly we're at the buses. Everybody's ready to go down. And this guy, this chaperone, who is one of the girls' older brothers. Besides, suddenly nobody's getting the 200 back. What? Now my roommate, my roommate was picking up cornflakes from the floor. (laughs) Like this is how meticulous we were to get our deposit back. Thank you very much. This guy had embezzled everybody's deposit. He ended up going to jail for this thing, which like whatever, like this crazy drug dealer type guy. And I'm like, we're all yelling at him. We're like, what do you mean? Have you seen my room? (laughs) I was like, go look him my, I, I look at the fold on the bed. I did a military <laughs> fold on the bed. Okay. And suddenly out of the group, this girl throws a penny. Jew to Jew, by the way, <gasps> which don't quote this. Okay. We can be mean to each other. It doesn't mean you could be mean to us. Shut up. <laughs> and okay. Jew to Jew. And I felt, and my friends right away, you know, but I felt like, it was time to lean into it. like I, something snapped in me. Like I mm-hmm. had even tried to talk differently. I had a, I had an American accent, but because my whole, even though I moved there young, my whole family still speaks like this. Like mm-hmm. at the home, all, I have six older siblings and my, like we're still basically our microcosm for New York, just like airlifted <laughs> into Montreal. We're not suddenly French and this whole thing, like we don't know. So, but I would try and like be girlier or mm-hmm. more feminine or richer sounding or use better vocabulary and the whole bit. But, um, I snapped and I just went off on So that was the first going off. And when it went well, when I was heard and, and people did rally for the first time around me, these friends that I had met, it was like, they were like, I mean, they had no good comebacks. Nobody was really helped. They were like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, but it was helpful just to have some people behind me. That gave I started really just like owning it rather than pretending it wasn't the case. I used to not have people at my house, mm-hmm. um, you know that sort of thing. Uh, so I started just fuck it. It's kind of like when my siblings come to shows now. Like they, if they see a famous person, my brother Smiley sees a famous person. He's like, "Hey, it's me and <laughs> the guy from Hangover." Okay, now that used to embarrass me. Like when I first got For into Just Laughs. He'd be like, hey, can I come backstage and see whoever's there? And I'm like, no. Now, this past summer, I'm like, yeah, come. Take all the pictures you want. The whole thing is him going. Like, I just the let them do whatever they want to do. You know what I mean? The whole thing is him like, hey, can uh-huh. I get a picture with that guy? I'm like, you got to go ask him. You know, I just <laughs> let them. I just let whatever is, is. Yeah. And that helped me be confident. The more I leaned into, like, this is the way I am. Mm-hmm. This is what I was, you know. And... Um, So it was definitely a process. I think there was part of me that definitely wanted, like, when I found out I was gay, I'm like, what? (laughs) Another thing? Like, it's a nightmare. Like, I had a chance of marrying rich and being done with it. Like, being fucking done with it. You know? So it was just like, I could not believe another thing was happening in this way. I'm like, no, this is not going to look good for me. This is not going to look good for me. So. How old were you? I was about 19, too. That year it was a big year. 18, I was going to say, 19. you
0: ate a chicken nugget and you just popped yes. off.
4: Uh, I popped, you know, because I didn't grow up thinking I was gay, too. It's not like, like, I was giving I did nine guys hand jobs in the ninth grade. Now, that's not nothing. <laughs> that's not nothing, okay? Nah. And, you know, I didn't know, you know, about lube or anything like that. You know, it was maybe not a friction-filled handy, probably, is what it was. But, um but what so i didn't even grow up i get i don't even think even though i was sexual i wasn't sexual like i just did that i don't even under like i wasn't connecting with any of the sexual stuff i was doing Mm -hmm. um it wasn't erotic
1: it was was perfunctory
4: yeah it was just like oh (laughs) yeah i'll see what this does i'm like ah. and then when they would want to like i'm like don't touch me um so I I really like never really knew I was gay until I was gay. Mm. Uh, it was like it was like this girl, uh this Italian girl, very catholic, had a crucifix over her bed, still lived at home, where I had my own apartment, but she would insist on splitting time. Like, oh, I should spend time at her house and she I'm like, but why do I have to be on this twin bed with this would jesus right over me like this i feel like it's sacral like i just want to respect you like i know it's not my religion, but can we have a little decorum i mean <laughs> <laughs> we got a scissor right under the man like i'm just like please have some decorum but um but yeah it was a big she kind of like it was just when i met her that this happened and now i would argue i've been gay so long like i'm actually not even i've made full circle i'm like not gay again Like I date girls, but I'm me. I'm like, you know, they're like, who's the man in the relationship? Some people are offended by that. I'm like, it's me. (laughs) Hello, it's it's me. You know, like I kind of play that role. We actually live a pretty heteronormative lifestyle. Like, really, the only gay thing about me is that I'm gay. But other than that, I'm not gay. Is (laughs) that? Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> by the way, was like, it like, you know, was the crucifix like an old school, like bloody Jesus crucifix, or was it just like a nice neat cross?
4: No, I feel like it was solid gold, uh-huh. like, like some, and, and he was also out of gold and he was on it oh. and he was, you know, but it was like, all like flexing
1: crown of thorns gold. sliced upside.
4: Yeah, it was probably like it was actually a tasteful size, Mm -hmm. but gold isn't cheap. I remember thinking back then that is solid gold over the bed right there. Like my family would lock that up. We'd be like, "Gold over the bed, give it to me. I gotta put it under." You know, (laughs) they don't just have things like that lying around. I'm like, listen, they just have it. Like I could pluck that in a second. (laughs) One little nail.
1: By the way, in my mind, it wasn't old. Like it was very like like you see in like, very Roman Catholic churches. Like, yeah. ve- it was large, first of all, in my mind's eye. It was, like, three to four feet above <laughs> her bed. Yeah. And it was, like, a very, like, gory depiction of Christ.
4: <laughs> yeah, he looked, like, sad more. Yeah. And I was, like, I just want to respect him. And, like, her fa- I was femme back then because I was really trying to overpresent as, like, nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong.
3: <laughs> and
4: I'm good. I'll be fine, you know. And she was, like, she was like wearing lots of layers. She was graffitiing. I remember she would graffiti, like this is me being your grandparents' best friend again. She would like graffiti tag, and I'm like, and ask me to look at. It. I'm like, I'm the one who's gonna call someone. Like, <laughs> what do you think your name on this beautiful Montreal building? Do you know how old this building is? And you think your name? Like I, I was like so just dis- like. And her parents blamed me for turning her gay. I'm like, look at this bitch. I was like literally in like a guest watch. I had like, you know, like the Juicy Couture sweatshirt I saved up for. Like, I'm like, She's, look at her. She's the gay one. Like, it was just so crazy. She was so clearly like presenting gay. And they were like, ever since Rob came into I'm like, it's her. I didn't even know I was gay till I met her. She talked me into it. I like how
1: it all go. Like the the key that unlocked it all, though, was like uh, breaking kosher. Like that suddenly, like was yeah. a floodgate in your brain. That like because la- it
4: was like the last thing I was holding on to. I think it was like it's such. That's why it's like this is what I say to people, like in a, like people who are non monogamous, which makes me sick. <laughs> but this is what I say to people. Okay, just leave it to your. Okay, we don't need. Okay, but it's like, sure, be not monogamous. Maybe it's fun for a cheap thrill. Maybe it's fun. You go and you hook up with somebody and whatever, and that does something for you. But I am so capable of dealing with temptation, and I am okay not having absolutely everything I want. I want most things. I want a 90% life, but I am okay to not live with that 10%. So if I'm in a long-term relationship and, and I I catch a glance at somebody or I find somebody attractive or whatever. I let that pass. I don't have to pay to that impulse all the time. Just like every time I saw a nugget go by me and the whiff of that smell. I didn't jump these people in their Happy Meals, you know. But I felt like, you know what I mean, (laughs) too. But I became very, I'm very good at not having everything I want. And I think mm. people didn't learn that. Like, people don't learn how to not have absolutely everything. But me, it's like, okay, you can have all this stuff in a committed, monogamous relationship, um, which is a lot of stuff, you know. Uh, but if you – but they're, like, but I also want that one little thing. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, but this gives you and, – and to other people, it gives them their thing and whatever they're doing. But you know what I mean? It's like they want everything. They can't just have, a, look what you get with this package. They're like, but I oh but then – it, it's mm. like i'm okay not to have some of the frill some of the frills i'm okay to have like the meat and potatoes and you know okay they didn't bring bread today <laughs> yeah yeah
0: i i feel that way a lot of times too with people that sense of like people like you know sometimes when people get so upset. I guess I don't know Like when people get so upset Over things that like Celebrities say and do For example This is a small example But like people just feeling like How dare you And I'm like Did you expect something From that stranger Like I don't live in a world Where I expect People to Cater to me mm-hmm. Or to like Satisfy every need Or Get everything right And I don't know If that's just pessimism Or Being a black lady I just It's like, all don't. of that
4: I think Yeah I think it's like We are We're like, yeah, that's the way it is because we've had to accept so many things like that. Like, well, these are the parameters of this thing, whatever. I agree with you completely. Like when I hear like somebody like Sarah Silverman or some famous comedian will say something or Chelsea Handler or something like this. And they're like, she said this. Like, yeah, she's a clown. Like, (laughs) She's not a journalist. Like, why are we holding these people? Like, no, it's actually not Anderson Cooper. This is actually a paid clown. Like these people, (laughs) what we do is not, we don't take oaths. Right, we're right. We're not, tr- like, there's nothing here. It's all air, <laughs> Like, like it, you know what I mean? It's like we're holding everybody now to these equal standards. It's like, no, this person is a law enforcement officer. It's like, it's like when I hear of, like, I heard Candace fucking Owens going off about, well, people need to respect the police more. You know, because when you, the police pull you over, we have such a disregard for police now. It's like, yeah, we're allowed to have a disregard for the police. You're the police officer. You're the grown-up in this situation. We pay you to be the grown-up. Okay, so when you're pulling somebody over, yeah, they're not happy. And they might want to say F you. And they might do other things. They're not in a good mood. And we don't, they can be however they need to be. You're the one who has to be the grown-up now in this situation. You know what I mean? It's how I feel like, Like these are, no, journalists we pay to be the grown-ups in reporting. You know what I mean? So it's just everybody having the equal standard thing. I just can't get on like there's circumstance and context for all of these things that I think people just want to be right. like, well, they said this right, thing right. on Twitter. So it's no, it's not the law. This is not, this person is not in Congress. Like it's just <laughs> so crazy. And then when we see these people do things they're supposed to do, we applaud them. It's like this call with Trump, not to get too political on this thing, but it's like Republicans with this call with Trump in Georgia were like, trump was egging them and saying oh were they taking voting machines and the guy pushed back he said no they actually haven't been stealing the voting machines he's trump's like are you sure and he's like i am sure it's like and we applaud this guy for standing up to trump it's like we pay you and elect you to uphold these values like this is your job i i don't want i don't want to hear you're afraid of trump normal (laughs) people could be afraid of trump not you Do you know what I mean? It feels like everybody gets the same standard. So when somebody who's in a different standard does something that a layman person doing would be impressive, we point it out as impressive when it's not. I digress. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my Uh,
1: God. Why don't we take a quick break and come back and answer some advice questions?
3: I
0: think
1: so. Nice. Nice.
4: we've got that was a quick break i was gonna go pee
0: (laughs) we've got robbie hoffman here honey we know we're not we've learned some of robbie's background we understand where she's coming from so now when we weigh in on your advice questions you have a full picture okay and you know robbie does give advice every thursday at 7 p.m pacific
4: am i correct dyke vice you are bingo is his name okay andy do you all
1: have the right. First one? Uh we get uh questions over DM on Twitter and Instagram from Gmail. We love your voicemails as well. Uh Naomi, what is the phone number if you would like to leave a voicemail question for us?
0: I need the only phone number I know. 323-524-7839.
1: Call know, us up. I know that. My parents and your phone number and that <laughs> is all in 2021. All right. So this first one though comes to us uh from Gmail. Uh nice. this person, I believe uh, uh their first initial J. Okay. They give us a Hi. So I just got a vagina. Also huge fan of the pod. Woo! That's uh, a that's a sentence. That's how you draw
0: someone yeah. in, baby.
4: Yeah. Uh, start with your closer.
1: I think also the subject says something like that. Uh, Well, I was born with pretty much a vagina, but I just didn't have a hole because I had too much testosterone. And then there's a a emoticon that's like a slanty frown face. Uh, It's called a perforated hymen if anyone wants to look it up. People ask if it's intersex, and I think it's on the spectrum, but I don't identify as that because it's too close to a conventional vagina. But anyways, I spent my whole life waiting and dying for this freaking hole, but never got it growing up because doctors and old people in general are super weird and said that only do it on married, and they only do it on married people, which is problematic in many, many ways, and probably illegal, but anyways. Livid, livid. We only do this on married people? What is that, like, what does you being married have to do with a hole? Anyway, go ahead. I don't know, it's very, I mean. I'm livid, but Maybe this question comes to us from 1950. I know I know I know I know I'm pretending as if 2021 is different from 1950 Uh, this person's just in Georgia just (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I coughed up the $3,000 it costs and got the freaking hole (laughs) and at the moment I'm in the best relationship ever and I trust this motherfucker with my life love it so before we have the good old penetrate, love this I, person. <laughs> I need to go through a dilator set to stretch out the new tissue so the pe The P P. Oh, sorry.
0: It's P-E-H. Oh, maybe the Pepe penis. The penis? P-E-H-P-E-H. All pepe. Right.
1: <laughs> can fit in. My partner, they he, and I have been working on it, and they've been taking talking a lot about how great it's going to be to have sex. However, they figured me for the first time, and I could not care less for it. Oh. I don't see the point at all. It doesn't hurt anymore, but it's not pleasurable either. Ugh. It literally just feels like something is inside my vagina, and I don't know what to make of it. Is this just because I'm used to that clit work, and now nothing compares, or will it eventually be worth my time? I know y'all said y'all sex positive and sex, or sex negative and sex neutral. Mm-hmm. Naomi is sex negative. I'm sex neutral. Just so you know, love Robbie. It. Just so you know, Robbie.
4: Love that. Uh,
1: so I'd like to know how these conversations between y'all started and how I should perhaps approach this subject with my partner. I'm kind of feeling like penetrative sex isn't worth the months and months of pain and frustration that the dilator set will cause. And rather they just keep <laughs> sorry. Uh, and rather they just keep eating my bussy. I love uh, this person. I know, but I know that they really, really hope to stick it in me <laughs> at some point. Or am I just traumatized? Thanks, Jay. Uh, she, her.
0: Now, considering I'm sex negative, this is a lot of sex for one question for me. Yes. And I am just needing to take it in, but I also love it because like the thing is like I don't not like sex for other people. I just like can go either way with it. So like I like <laughs> when people are talking about it. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm like yes, give me the tea. Tell me about the journey. So I am very yeah. Jay. I'm so ha- I feel very honored that you came to us with yes. this. Yes
1: um
4: it does nothing for me the penetrative (laughs) sex okay it does zero percent for me i was actually talking about this recently because my sisters they feel so bad for me and they really want to help but my (laughs) sisters are actually upset like they think like me not having a penis and so they're like like my sister i was like i think what you're not taking into account is that it's hot (laughs) it is warm not only is it hard not only is it dropping, but it's warm inside of you. And they genuinely care. They want me to have this experience because they love it more than anything. And my, all my, my three other sisters are like, yes, it's warm. <laughs> like, and I'm like, you know what I mean? And she's like, I know the dildo. And I'm like, and I blew them up. Like literally they like sat shit. I was like, I actually don't do penetrative. i like, I do the clitoral stimulation. This is what works for me. I penetrate others. This is what I do, again, <laughs> playing the boy in the relationship. I enjoy that very much. But on me, it does nothing, and it never did anything. So I'll tell, you know, Jay, unfortunately, first of all, it's possible things change. People discover a G-spot up there. I got nothing really doing up there. I did try multiple times when I was femme for one relationship of my life. Rest in peace. I let this woman <laughs> strap on do it, and, and it just felt something inside of me. It felt nothing else um i don't enjoy it at all Um, it 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 does nothing for me um so i just think as long as you're enjoying it really doesn't matter now i will say because it does nothing for you right now and it might change and that's fine let your partner do it if it does something for them right and it does nothing for you what's the difference then what's the difference then you're just not going to feel something for like Three minutes, four minutes. This person's very excited. It might only be one minute, it sounds like. Do you know what I mean? So just like sometimes you know, sometimes I do things for other people and they're not necessarily, but they're not hurting me either. Like I won't do something that's like hurting me, but if it's for somebody else and it's something I can give, it's like, sure, no problem. I'll wear that. You want me in this hat? I'll put the hat on. You know what mm. I mean? It's like you could just do it if it's nothing. And then you have the added bonus of potentially it will eventually spike something. You're still very new uh you know uh, in your dilation process and all that so it's possible that it does but until then you know you can also if it it for sure does something for this person you could do i will say warn this person your partner don't hype it up too much a lot of hype Mm -hmm. a lot of pressure for it to be great not great just if it happens it happens we got to calm down. I don't do well with pressure. Yeah. <laughs> pressure in the bedroom, pressure anywhere. Yeah. So you're doing this whole thing with the pressure. It's going to be great when we get to have sex in this way and blah, 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 blah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Easy does it. I mean,
0: I agree. I think the one thing. That's how I feel. The one thing she's saying, though, too, though, about the dilator hurting and feeling like. You gotta do the dilation, what she said, months, right? Before you can actually penetrate. And right. it's like,
1: have the penetrating.
0: Had a penetrating. And I'm like, if you, to me, it's like, if you, you've gotta wanna go through that process for you.
3: Right. Meaning yeah.
0: the act of actually dilating, right? Like, if it's mm. gonna hurt. And you had said in the beginning how you were like, you wanted this freaking hole, you saved up for this freaking hole. Like, you know, it was, it's exciting. It's, a, it's like a fun, yeah. you know? So it's like, it's like
1: getting a, like when I got an N64. Just in, like that,
0: a Nintendo in, 64
1: in a high school. <laughs> Bingo.
0: <laughs> so, you know, and so I think that's the thing. It's like, you've got to do that separate from what they want. You yes. know, like you got to go through your process. And I totally agree like, with Robbie of like, dial it back, stop being so amped, like the yeah. pressure. But also, like, but it also sounds like, you know, you, you, know, you say you, you trust this person with your life. So it does sound like at least you have this partner who, if you break it down, they're going to be like, I get it. Or, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't sound like they would be like, no, you better hurry up and die. Like, cause that is what I need, you know? So I think right. it sounds like you're in the place where you can say, you know, say what you need to say. Thank goodness. But also, um you know, yeah, like you did it and it didn't feel that great. Like, I get you not wanting to be that amped about, like you mm-hmm. not being like rushed to do it again,
1: mm-hmm. you know? But I think the explaining to your partner, like, was it? Was it not great? Like, was it or was it she, painful? Because I was going to say if it's painful.
0: Well, she said, no, it doesn't hurt anymore. It's just not pleasurable. Uh, it literally just feels like something's inside my vagina. Oh, so yeah. it's like, yeah. So it's like you're like, Ugh. yeah, so it's not actually painful. But that's the fingering. You see what I'm saying? Like, it'll be different with an in in organ. I can't believe I'm sitting here talking about fingers and organs. <laughs> this is not me. This is not right, me. It'll be warmer. <laughs> It'll
1: be warm. It'll be warm. <laughs> but like, also, this is the thing. I think there's such as like, um, very like conservative, old school kind of of pressure. It's not just like pressure uh, in terms of um, like this has to be good. It's just like that's the only thing we can do. Mm. There's thirty thousand things you guys can do together to feel good.
0: To feel good. <laughs> to uh, no, to feel, you. Can there say- are 30,000
1: <laughs> erotic things in the world. This is my new book. There are 30,000 erotic things in the world. And I list all 30,000. But like there's others. Th- th- that's that's one th- that these are one or two things. Right, 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 right. There are there are many intimacies. That's very.
4: Yes, I agree. And I like a lot of the other intimacy as well. Obviously, you know, it's like lesbians get offended. It's like, how do dykes have sex? I used to joke we don't. And then my girl would be like, we do. <laughs> like Like, it's a joke. We kind of just roll around until something happens, and it's still good. Like, yeah, we're not doing that thing. But the roll around is not nothing. Do you know what I mean? It's like something, you know, so it isn't... Yeah, I agree with that. And the dilation, I think, as an aside, I don't know if we mentioned... It, it's also like a, a health thing. Like, I think you have to dilate whether you're going to be having sex or not because the hole could potentially close. Yes. Um, and that could, you know, for your, for your health, you might need that. to be. You also don't want to throw your money whatever, away. You can't throw your money you're away. You're not throwing your money. So I agree with Naomi. Separate that. Like, the dilation is, for, you know, is not, there's nothing attached to the dilation, but you doing it for you in the process.
1: How long does the dilation last? Like, how long do you have to do it, like, for each sesh?
0: Oh, the session of dilation. The, the, yeah, the dilation session. But I do know it is something that you do have to do. Like, I think potentially for life. Like once you kind of have it, you gotta just. But obviously, it reaches a point where it's not painful. You know, what I mm-hmm. mean, like when it's not fresh yes. yet. Yeah. um it is, you know. And but I'm like, you know, yeah. It's like that's. But that's like your. That's your journey. That's not like the journey to then have penetrative sex. But right. Then, I have a question though. Have you had like Robbie? Because you know, you said you were like, I don't feel like I have anything inside me. Have you had partners who were really? Annoyed, or gave you shit for not wanting
4: penetrating Like I would have. Like sometimes it's like, like for me, like so I don't feel like. For me, when somebody asked me to like penetrate me, I'm like, "What are you gay? <laughs> You're what are you fucking? What are you fucking gay? <laughs> like to me, that would be the only thing that made me feel gay. Like right now, I'm gay, but I'm not gay. But that to me, I'm like, what? Are you crazy like no i have had like people not understand it now the language is so much more advanced that like it's okay to vocalize those things in a way that enough people especially in the community that i the queer community they get it but yeah i've had people who want to do that thing and i'm like nah like i just you know i'm the boy you're the girl we kind of entered this like this this is the way i'd like you know um not to say it and that's obviously i'm being i'm joking. But, yeah, I've done it before. I've explored it. And, no, I don't like it. I'm happy. I even explored a dude. Right. Like, I was all about, like, I want to be sure. So Ryan and I, shout out to Ryan Abrams, works in kitchenware, It's that thing. Um, and he, you know, we were 21, and we were in New York, and my favorite play, we went to go see Billy Elliot, and uh, I forgot the poster that I bought from the show, and he went back, and he got it for me, and he came back, and it was, like, one in the morning, and he was like, we should have sex. I'm like, We should. You know, and we got naked, and then I, I, I looked at him, I was like, I I, he was sad. I'm like, I'm a no. And then in the middle of the night, I woke him up, and I'm like, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. He was like, on top of me in three seconds, and then his hairy armpit threw me off, and I was like, I can't have this. And then, so I think I did two or three thrusts, mm-hmm. but then my sister was very big on, like, you gotta do it a lot of times, so you don't know. So we did two more times. Like, I wasn't ever into it, yeah. but I'm happy that I tried to be into it. Not from him, but from me. Right. To try, like, right. not everything you do to yourself you have to like either. It's like, you could not like things and know you have to know right. that you don't like those things. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't want us to be fearful right. of not doing things because we might not like them. That's a possible outcome. Just know that. But that is the way you know you don't like things many times, too yeah so it's not like a traumatic thing for me i chose to explore this thing i didn't like it but it didn't you know it was fun ryan was like yeah wakes up in the morning he's like we have an undeniable sexual
1: chemistry (laughs) 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 oh i love it why don't we do a voicemail yes i love
0: the voicemails because i can hear where you're at emotionally
3: Hi, Andy and Naomi. I am in serious need of advice regarding my husband's horrible or non-existent gift-giving habits. So earlier this year, it was my 40th birthday, and I really wasn't expecting anything because of COVID. And I came home, and I just, you know, maybe a note, I don't know. And, um, well, no one was home. And when my husband finally came home, he came home with a small-ass birthday cake from Walmart. And as as soon as I looked at it, I was really disappointed. It even had a number four because he said that he did not want to disappoint me with adding a zero. Um, Yeah, uh, I... He used to write me notes. This, I know man. he's uh, he is a great husband. But I don't know mm. what to do. This was back in May. I st- you know, he thinks I've gone over it and I haven't. Christmas is coming up, of course, I did not want anything. I even told him, Maybe a nice note. He hasn't. I even told him maybe you should give me money. Um, I could buy the gift he's myself gonna pay and up. he got offended because because he wants to get it himself so I don't know what to do, I'm um, ready to murder him. But of course, he's a great husband. He had gotten a, a um, kidney disease earlier last year, and I really was ready to give me, kiss him one of my kidneys. And he gift. can't even bother to get me a fucking note. So please give me advice. I don't know what to do. Thank you. Ooh.
1: Okay, um, uh ugh,
0: it's I again. I want to be more generous. I'm mad at him. I think when you've been together long enough, you should have. He should have cracked this by now. Yeah, by now he <laughs> should have cracked the gift giving.
1: You know. Do you notice how like sometimes in question like maybe he is a great husband otherwise, but I do notice that people like the, here's a here's a thing that shows uh, he's pretty insensitive, and then they're like, but he's a great. But the, but this is a, a great partner. Yeah, otherwise. Yeah. And I'm like, huh? I wonder how much of that is like, you're like
4: something doesn't add up. Yeah. <laughs> you, something does the math don't make sense. Jew here, hello. <laughs> I'm just looking at the balance sheet here. Something don't add up.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, Robbie, what do you have? What are your thoughts? I mean, you had thoughts when you heard the voicemail.
4: I happen to be one of the world's greatest gift givers. <laughs> okay. So you've come to the right place. When you're, when you're dating women and you don't have a penis, it's kind of like Helen Keller can smell better. Do you know what I mean? I elevate, I elevate in other ways. Okay? I am thoughtful. If you mention the thing, clock it. I'll, I'll hold on to something for six months and get it for you. Okay? Wow. So I don't, this is foreign to me. Mm-hmm. It really is. This is like, out of you know, fish out of water experience for me. What she's calling great, I'm with Andy right away, is at best probably fine. What she thinks is great <laughs> is probably just fine. Like, she's alive, so that's good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> She, you know, she's not, he, you know, he's not murdered her. So that's good. Like, this is the level in Whoa, which bar. we're, you know, this is probably the bar though, is, is what I think. The fact that she communicated with him too, that she wants gifts mm-hmm. in this way. And she doesn't just want like, I'll do a gift for nothing. I'm one of those people. Okay. <laughs> and the fact that she said like her 40th, you know, he got the four, it's a four-year-old's cake. You know it's a cake. It's a Winnie the Pooh cake he came home from from Walmart with a 4. It didn't have a 0. Yeah. And then he, on top of it, makes this fit that he didn't want the 0 because he didn't want to offend her. I think she should start taking gifts, claiming gifts now. Like, his car is no longer his car. It's my car now. <laughs> like, I would start, like, that's the kind of person that I'd be like, well, I'll determine what my gifts are now. You know, um, I don't know. It's embarrassing. I hope he listens to this and is embarrassed. <laughs> well, I think too, like one of the
0: things, like, cause I'm not, I'm not good at gifts, but I'm gonna tell you what Andy and I do, right? And when we first got together, Andy kept, he used to keep an Amazon wish list that wasn't for gifts as much as his, like, oh, I should read that, or oh, I should look at that, like just a, you know, way yes. to rot. I
1: said, give me that list. And so literally I would just be like, okay, I'm gonna yeah. get those two books. And then And we order on bookshop.org, <laughs> not on Amazon. Don't come for us in
4: the mentions. Coming at coming at the Jew, coming at the Jews and black people from Amazon. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! We go to bookshop.org. Okay? You come to the, you come at women for using tampons instead of a cup in my shut up. You're gonna yell at me for using a little cotton in my vagina when I'm gushing blood. When we got factories using paper and trees and all kinds, shut the factories down, and then I'll think about my cotton box. Sick of this. Shit. Andy orders the books off Amazon. You heard it here. Shut up. I said bookshop.org.
0: But wait, it's like it's like. But that's like what I would do. And then like kind of for him, the surprise or whatever is like, you know, oh, it's like for Hanukkah. or Oh, for birthday. Or I grab
1: this, right? Like, so good. and so I think, Oh, for tubish Bishvat, So good. Oh, for t- <laughs> it's so funny, Robbie. I, feel, I just feel <laughs> <Dude-ish> more
4: Jewish. <laughs> I feel whenever I'm around you, with I feel me. like I'm
1: connecting with like my relatives.
4: <laughs> you know what? This is helpful to hear because I always felt like if I wasn't doing this, I wanted to be, you know, like the first rabbi of the first ever mega show. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I do, feel, yes. I do feel like we can have a congregation. Don't you feel like there's something there? Like I want to be one of these Justin Bieber guys, but on the Jewish side, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, well, did you, we, we got to get our own going. I'm, I'm ready to spearhead this thing. And I think Andy could be my first congregant. <laughs> I think it could be fun. I think it'd be fun.
1: Hey, look, if temple could be interesting, I might be interested. But well, I'm,
4: uh, I'm, gonna, I'm about to do it. We'll see what happens. I would Once they stopped it.
1: using Debbie Friedman's music, I was, I was no longer into it. I'm just like... You know,
4: music at show is like that. Like, I also, like, because I grew up so religious, I still like the religious ways in which they do things. So when I go to a synagogue and a woman's a rabbi, I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> like, no. No. This is wrong. This is wrong. You know, I'm still, like, stuck. I'm stuck in so many different things. Robbie is a mess. Robbie and is a mess. I'm stuck frozen on this.
1: You've got like a little
4: Rabbi Ale
1: as your super ego.
4: Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> I forget what even this lady's question is. Well, she's like, what like, should oh, she yeah. do your about Amazon these Oh yeah, your Amazon thing is Ew. the Amazon wish list thing is also so thoughtful for somebody. Like, see, you're somebody who thinks you're not good at gifts, and in fact, you nailed it. <laughs> you thought about it, and uh-huh. now it's actually so cute that you do that now you've actually with not as much effort it was just one second and he could be this this bitch will take anything (laughs) literally he could paint a rock with i love you right and that would be nice to her
0: right 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 she's like i'm literally saying like a nice note or something but then here's the thing that's interesting though because you said like you know just a nice note like i don't need stuff but then my question would be is your husband a man of words well she said he used to he Okay, he used to do, like, the nice, note. Oh. I see, I see. So, yeah, because I'm like, you, because I think that's what it should be, too. It's like, keep a wish list, or when you guys are going out, you should be like, oh, I like that. And then you should, I mean, make it a joke and be like, take a picture of it with your phone and like literally just tell him you're married you were about to give his ass a kidney so you know you're in deep so it's like you might as well be direct and then i trust me i know what like you know you want a surprise you want to feel like you're not just giving yourself the gift because you say give me the money but then he's like no i want to get it okay then fine get me this get and that this. offer
4: that offer is off the table with the kidney you could let him know the kidney <laughs> the kidney should that come the with a contract back, if the
1: shit comes back he's on his own the kidney should come with a contract of good gift giving, that birthdays, yeah. anniversaries, and uh, holidays, all have to be quality gifts if you're getting this kidney, and the minute that contract is breached, the kidney's out.
4: I would sell my kidney, in fact, and be like, I'm actually gonna sell the kidney <laughs> to make sure, and this is the money, with this money, I'm buying myself the thing that you didn't buy me, okay? <laughs> and I'm taking bone marrow off the list too, just in case. <laughs> anything that could be anything blood and bone marrow. I'm adding that you're not getting. Believe me. No, no organ, no bodily fluid. <laughs>
1: you get nothing.
4: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No kidney for
1: you. <laughs> oh, an old Seinfeld uh, episode yeah. that never got made. Uh, uh, yes. So I think definitely like it, I, I can't believe that after all the stuff, the guy is not responding to this. I'm sorry. We're a little late with this That's question. It's, it's now the new year, but, uh,
0: yeah, you gotta write me back and tell me if what happened for Christmas. I need to know what happened for Christmas. Yeah. I need to know if he was listening.
1: Cause, cause like it seemed like you were direct. You were that's the thing. where it's just like you were honest with him. You, and if he doesn't like respond to that, then it's just like I don't know. I don't know what else to do besides hand him a, a wish list and be like, "Here's the gift. For, here for the next couple years. Here's gifts you can get me." And then yeah, because that's just like it's just. So and I'll like, say
4: this: start perusing peruse one of these apps you don't have to do anything (laughs) but it seems like she might be it seems like she might be easily impressed i I just wanted to know what great is and you know i just wanted to see like if there's something that catches your eye outside of this like by the way don't do nothing but just know your options
0: (laughs) yeah 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 that winnie that winnie the pooh was terrible i was very very mad by that idea that you would just be like, I didn't want to put the zero. No, you are trash. You yep. didn't buy, you bought what they had in the fridge.
1: Although I do like a good supermarket sheet cake. That is like a, that's has mm-hmm. part of my- It's uh...
4: delicious. But I put, I'll put like, it was my girl's birthday. She was turning whatever, 30, <laughs> right? So normally you would put like, they wanted to put like, uh, her dad asked me like, oh, how many candles do you want to put? I'm like 31, one for good luck like, you're going to put 31 candles on this cake? I'm like, you better believe it. Like, I'm not just putting three (laughs) candles. Like, no, it's got to be the candle. Like, do the thing. I'm like, yeah, I bought all these candles. They were surprised I bought the candles. I'm like, I'm not doing cake without candles. (laughs) What am I, an animal? (laughs) Like, it's crazy. One focaccia for (laughs) candle. Zoologists
1: do tell us the difference between humans and animals is putting the candles on the cake.
4: Yeah. Yeah yeah.
0: yeah, yeah,
1: That's what separates exactly. us.
0: That's the only that's thing. A, that's what separates only, man from beast. From beast. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. So you need to start a wish list. You could send it to him and be like, hey, get me any one of these five items or whatever. And also, kidneys off the table. I think that's the <laughs> Kidney, takeaway. Kidneys off that's the table. That's for
4: sure. Yeah. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I start sh- drinking... I'd start ruining my kidney. I'd start, like, all kinds. of like, by the way, you want this kidney? Believe me, you didn't say what shape it had to be in. <laughs> good luck. i watch him rot with my kidney. I'd watch him. I'd be like, after the transplant, I'm like, look at the
1: kidney. <laughs> She's drinking What'd antifreeze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enjoy yeah. your kidney now. Uh, yeah. And you know what? I think there should, be, there should be a week or two of, like, gift, of, of like, not, non-apropos gift-giving. Just like two weeks, it's not attached to a holiday or anything like that. Just to make up for.
0: Oh, uh, uh. uh, uh, So just like just because gifts, just Just because, because.
4: yeah. Oh, she's never getting those, and they make it so easy. (laughs) They make it so easy for men. What do you think flower shops are for people who are bad at gifts? (laughs) Go. And you pick the flowers. And I love flowers, and I've talked about this at length. But then God, women like flowers. Why do you think God made women loving flowers? Because it was so easy. It was so easy. He wanted it to be easy for you to give a gift to a woman. And so he made women like these nothing things that you could pick out the ground for free.
1: Uh, Oh, my God. I did once give Naomi a a, uh, selection of rocks
0: selection well no I remember this one time do you remember why you did it though you got me a giant bouquet of flowers and you like came to my nice. work or something and this was like early in our day like maybe like a year or something but I remember because it was a friend of mine who I was meeting maybe like that day like that night or whatever. and she had seen you she didn't even know you she was just like I, I had the flowers you know that when I saw her and she goes oh my god I saw the guy walking around with those flowers and I thought he must be a sweet man And it was like, just because Andy was holding a giant bouquet,
1: but it was just, it was just four. I saw them and I thought of you. Can you imagine? She can't, she (laughs) she truly can't.
0: I
3: swear,
1: but
0: it can happen for you. You deserve listener, caller, you deserve all the gifts Yes. and you're just going to have to hit him over the head with it. And if he really insist, if he, if he's like can't get it yeah you just have to start like claiming things it's yes. your car you just get some money out of his wallet you yeah. take yourself out and he's not invited
1: and ruin that kidney exactly. ruin that kidney. just one of them just one.
0: <laughs> yeah can you ruin just one kidney
1: uh, uh, robbie I, it's it's cocktail hour yeah so we, we should let you go
0: yes but thank you so much for being here robbie hoffman you know
4: you're the truth love the you both Love you both so much. I mean, I'm too old to be adopted, but if you're looking to take somebody in, I feel like we could really do something as a family. Uh, Since the second I met you guys, I'm like, oh, it's my family. That's nice. (laughs) That's nice. There's some people you just Uh, meet. Um, I love you, Naomi. I'm sick about what happened to you this week. Nothing but sick. Nothing else to say about it, but I'm glad you guys were together.
0: Yes. Yes.
4: You know what I mean? Yes. And and I'm sorry. And I was thinking about it too. I was like, I'm sorry, Andy, Hmm. that you had to even see that to Naomi. It's also like a horrific trauma. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, it's awful. You know, it's just horrific. We're here to stay. Never again. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it, guys. (laughs) You're the best.
0: All right,
1: you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.